Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Float Track Podcast Holiday Edition. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon here for the second uh, installment of the End of Year Awards. We are remote. You can see Gordon's tree. Recording this one on uh, early December 31st. Uh, so if breaking news happens. We are late. We'll get to it in the new year. Gordon, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, the podcast that we pre-recorded that everyone watched on Monday has now been out. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that podcast because if not, we apologize because we're doubling down because we have no audience feedback from that podcast because we recorded it two days ago. This is also being recorded a week out. so. If you like that podcast, you're going to love this one. If you hated that one, sorry, it's going to get a lot of wheel-based content this week. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of wheels. If you listen to the first pod, a lot of wheels against both Colts and Kevin's desires. I yep. found a way. To let This is all I wanted for Christmas. Me, Colt, and Kevin, we're not exchanging gifts. We're exchanging no. just like wheels. And I asked for wheels for Christmas, and they're doing this for me. <laughs> Fair enough. I just didn't want to do traditional exactly. athlete of the year stuff because we have we've talked about that a bunch. So we got biggest breakthrough, we got kick of the year, we got race of the year, and we have relay leg of the year, and then maybe Gordon's mystery category of the year. I don't know what that last one's gonna be, but uh I guess we'll start with breakthrough of the year. Who do you got? Biggest breakthrough of 22. So I mean I'm gonna go to the well here. And I'm going to pick an athlete who I honestly thought was had a better season than most people think, according to the voters, according to you. But I honestly thought he had a breakthrough. And that breakthrough was Grant Fisher. I think when you look at Fisher's career up until this year, he was good. He was like consistent, but he wasn't great. This was his first season of being great. Now, again, he doesn't have a medal to put to that greatness, but he does have really fast marks, all-time fast marks, records. He's running faster than what Galen Rupp was doing, and I think that's a breakthrough performance. He went from good to great. Now he's not at, he's still yet to go from great to greatness, which would involve actually meddling at the world championship level, but when it comes to American distance running, Grant Fisher put himself on the official top I, I think potentially he's they're they're making the plans now to start etching out his face in the Mount Rushmore of all time US men's distance runners. Like they're not etching his face into the Mount Rushmore, but they're starting to bust out the architecture plans, they're looking at it, they're taking the photos of his face to make sure they got the right geometry because they know <laughs> When they have to start making this Mount Rushmore, he's going to be one of the four. 
No one was taking pictures of Grant Fisher's face for Mount Rushmore in 2021. But after 2022, after his breakthrough year, he's now being prepped for Mount Rushmore status. I mean, that's tough. That's obviously tough, especially with no medals. He'd need to take this and then move to the next level, like yeah, you mentioned. For sure. I don't have I don't have a problem with him being breakthrough athlete of the year. It's kind of funny that you picked him for athlete American athlete of the year breakthrough. You're just gonna keep nominating him for awards, basically. Is that your plan for Grant Fisher? This is what I do think I do think he fits though for breakthrough. I do think this okay. matches up. So like they say, a broken clock is right twice a time. A athlete yeah. of the year nomination is right twice a time. So in this situation, the breakthrough athlete of the year, I got this one in agreement with you. So I'll take that as a win. I picked different ones though. I got two. Just you had two for a bunch of categories on Monday's show. So we're just gonna break the rules. I had two for completely different reasons. One Michael Norman, because he got the gold. Finally got the medal, the individual medal that had eluded him. And it felt like of that group of guys, right, that left the NCAA around that same season, all in the sprints. Um, and even guys who didn't leave the NCAA, guys like uh, Noah Lyles, who were in his same graduating class, he had this awesome crop and he thought they're going to dominate world sprinting and hurdling forever. Um, and Norman uh, didn't have his moment. And he finally did in 2022 in Eugene and he got the gold. So it wasn't the, the PR race. It wasn't the American race broke through in terms of put together a complete season and got a gold medal. The other person I had was breakthrough for a different reason, for a more traditional reason. And that's Trevor Bassett, who ended up getting the bronze medal, got a PR by well over a second this year. If you said at the beginning of the year where Bassett's going to medal, most people would have disagreed that he would have gotten there. Now, part of them, that was predicated on you know Warholm not being 100%. But still, Trevor Bassett, you know, D2 athlete this year and extends his season all the way to the World Championships and just Big performance on top of so I thought I thought of him when I thought of breakthrough athlete. Yeah, I like those two, and it's for very different reasons. The Norman was trying to break through the top of the top, and Trevor Bassett was trying to break through from the bottom to the top. Not that he was ever at the bottom, but bottom as in like not really. You know, you're you're a great athlete, but he wasn't in the conversation for making world finals wasn't even the conversation of making world teams. Uh, mm -hmm. But you got to do it. You got to do it first before you can do it again. And he finally did it first. And now Bassett can look at his next four years as a golden opportunity to make teams every year and hope that he can break through again in that big three. It's going to be a lot harder next year because I'm mm -hmm. not sure if he's seen, have you seen some of the workouts that Carson Warholm is doing? On his Instagram, <laughs> yes, they're insane. Let me try to find it. Yeah, he invents new. He, he, he invents new exercises just to intimidate people with, and I think it is is working. So, yeah, with Bassett to go back to him for a second, I just felt like he did a couple steps. Like he went from, oh hey, he's just going to make the team, and he's maybe he'll sneak his way in the final. To oh my gosh, this guy's on the podium now. Yeah, it's going to be tough next year with those Santos, Benjamin, and Carson Warholm. Who is winning the Instagram workout competition? Yeah. If so, go to the next exists. the next photo. Click to the right that that one, and then go through and it. There's a video. Yeah, yeah. he does this of thing where he picks post. it up and he slams the weight. Yeah, this one right here. You yeah, watch this. So the 
yeah, those of you who are not <laughs> watching it and just listening, go to Instagram. Insta- uh, Warhol's Instagram is in a squat rack. This is, and he has assistance, and he picks up the weight and then slams it up and down like eight times. What does that do for you? Th- I don't no know. Idea. But he we saw, need to get somebody he on saw the Trevor Bassett. He saw Trevor Bassett have a breakthrough year. He's like, I got up my game. This is in 100% in response to Trevor Bassett coming into the, the <laughs> forefront in international 400-meter hurling. Yeah. These workout posts have gone gone up a level. So, I, get, I mean, that could be a category too, right? Instagram <laughs> posts of the year. I think it might be world. He's running on the Alter sure. G now too. This is, this is intense. With that, the angle of his, his leg setting the ground. I think he's going to be 100% next year. That's my prediction. My prediction is Carson Warholm is going to go into the year 100%. Don't know if he's going to end the year 100%, but this guy looks 100%. He's not injured at all, right? Some of the stuff that he's doing. His Instagrams are mesmerizing. Anyway, but big ups, Trevor Bassett. Breakthrough after the year, according to Kevin. Yeah. Okay, next one. Kick of the year. Your turn, Gordon. Kick of the year. What do you got for kick of the year? So I have two kicks of the year. So I'll do the first one. And the first kick of the year is a guy who doesn't even win. Can that count? Explain. All right, let's watch it. I don't even explain. We're just going to show it. This is the final 200. This was a continental tour with 3,800-meter runners in the same race. (laughs) And the Algerian Mula, man, the guy who I put all my money on winning Worlds, he's in like 12th place with 100 meters to go. and. He rolls down everyone except for the guy who wins, but he had such a better kick than the guy who wins. The guy who won had a great kick, but Mula had an even better kick because he only lost by .01, and he was like a second back of the guy who won. So, yeah, so look at that distance so that he closed. Yeah, Wenyoni won it, but Mula won my heart and kick of the week because he... Look, at, look how far where Mula is. You can't even see him on the yeah. screen. And Bergen's Seven. in this race. Amos was in this race. A bunch of guys were in this race. Obviously, when Yoni won it and had a great kick himself, but Mula's kick was, like, incredible. What didn't do you think of that? Sum up the eight, well, didn't this basically sum up the 800 as a, as a whole on the season? You gave the award yeah. to the guy who didn't win in a very confusing yeah. race? For sure. For sure. But it was a great kick, and I, th- I think it's possible for you to be have a great kick, and not all kicks need a win. Some kicks can get second. Well, when Yoni's kick you was know? pretty strong, too, and he's only 17. Yeah. And that's when we said, this guy's the favorite. This is going to be it. And then we went through about four or five other favorites before World Championships, yeah, I think, sure. including Mula. Mula had his turn of being the favorite. It was, I'm it going was all incredible. I'm going Mula in 2023. I'm going to yeah, huge Mula fan in 2023. It. I believe in Any other still. kicks? Any other kicks? I did have a second kick. Okay. This was done at the Brian Clay Invitational. Uh, it was a 5K. So we're watching the end of a 5K. Not which so And uh, Morgan Beetlescombe went out hard. He kind of like led the entire race wire to wire, had a massive lead. But then, itch, inching ever so closely, the man from Washington... Closing, closing, closing. Look at this. Still has like a 10-meter lead with 80 seconds to go. And Morgan Beetlescombe is no joke. Closes so hard on him, takes the win. 
that was impressive. And it was a fast time. We're in like sub 1320, I believe. Yeah, 1316 ish. Hell of a kick there for like, I was just like, whoa. I mean, scroll down on the video, Colt, if you could. You scroll down to the description. Ryan Fay, baby. Ryan Fay. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure. Yeah. So I have two. I, I went two completely, you went more traditional kick distances 800 1500 yeah. or sorry 800 and 5000 it's where we find a lot of kicks i wanted yeah. to go completely opposite ends of the spectrum here little unconventional selections for 2022 first one joseph fondelet now which okay. race you ask every oh. race in the 200 <laughs> every single joseph fondelet 200 didn't matter if it was the sec championships or if it was the ncaa championships or if it was just a meet in Season, postseason, didn't really matter. Joseph Fonbelay uh, would get out of the blocks and he'd usually be in last or second to last. And then at 100, he'd still be working. And then his last 50 meters would be just, it would just erase any sort of lead you could put in front of him. Like there was no lead that, that you were uh, certain about when Joseph Fonbelay was in the race. So he gets, he gets um, one of my kicks of the year is that what we're calling a kick of the year would it be kick of the year yeah kick of the year yeah okay all right the uh in this situation you call the other kicker one. of the year because he's just a good kicker. kicker of the year okay yeah now this next one i'm going to go completely opposite direction i'm gonna go to the marathon and i'm not gonna pick a race where there was like a sprint finish over the last hundred i'm just gonna pick a, a long distance kick so i'm gonna go to valencia we know that race was billed as the Latensebet Gaudet world record attempt, right? But Amani yeah. Bariso, Amani Bariso, she ran 214.58. And her kick away from Latensebet Gaudet lasted about minutes. But that's why I'm picking her. It was a How many minutes did it last? You broke up. How many minutes did it last? About 20, 25 up. minutes. 25 or so. I don't know. Like It was like 145 on the clock. So almost 30 minutes. It was a 30 minute kick. And I feel like. <laughs> Zero win in this if you pull off a 30 minute kick. And that's what Amani Bariso did. Because to keep up with Latenza Pekede is hard enough work. That's a really hard job to do. And in order to get away from her, you have to inject some pace. And she did it, but she just happened to do it for several miles. So Bariso, men's marathon, Fonbele, men's 200. I like that. I always think that if you gave Joseph Fonbele. Christian Coleman or Trayvon Bromel's start, he's hmm. Usain Bolt. It'd be over. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It'd be over. It'd be over. He's Bolt if he has either one of those guys starts. Anyway. Yeah, didn't Mike um, Holloway didn't Mike Holloway say he had the best top end speed he had ever seen? Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like a gazelle. It's crazy. High high praise. High, high praise. praise. The next From one. Mike Holloway. We're going to go race, race of the year. Yeah. What do you got on this one? Uh, individual race of the year. Okay. Individual race of the year? Is that I mean, we did event of the year last time. So not an event, but a specific okay. race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, mine, because my winner is not about the individual race. It's about the team race. And I'm going with the men's NCAA championship cross country race over 10K, where Oklahoma State and Northern Arizona tie 
And it wasn't mm. just about that they're tying a tiebreaker. It, it was a lot of movement. There was the first shock that, holy shit, NAU is legitimate in this race because we thought they were a clear four. But after like two or three K, we realized, nope, NAU is in it. And now this is going to be fun because now it's going to be, can NAU do it again? So you had that going on for the final 7K. And then you had the four-team battle where you saw Stanford bleeding. You saw BYU staying in the mix. And you saw Oklahoma State lurking. And you saw Stanford going down over time. You saw Oklahoma State moving up. You saw BYU holding steady. And then at the very last 1K or 2K, you saw it become NAU versus Oklahoma State. Then it they tied. Then we thought that maybe they didn't tie, but then they looked they the like you just saw the crowd going oh ah like oh hey like it was a lot of emotional vocalness from the crowd, which you normally don't get over. It wasn't like an obvious oh this team's gonna win it like NC State. It was like this NC State's gonna win it like, and there was a little bit of drama with Kalen Tui and Parker Valby, but that drama didn't really. It once Parker made the, I mean, once Tui made the pass, it was it was all she wrote. Um, but the the men's race, I was just like, can NAU really freaking do this? Can Oklahoma State do this? Because if Oklahoma State wins that race, that's an incredible moment. They're on their home mm-hmm. course. They pull it off. Like that would have been awesome. And do it on a tiebreaker would have been incredible against NAU. Like it would have been awesome. But that race had so much emotional highs and lows for four different teams. Um, that was my race of the year. And they both ran well enough to win. Yes. They both overperformed in a way. Not that we were counting 100% either of them out, although I think we were both pretty pessimistic about NAU. But Oklahoma State thought win. But you just look at how each individual member on their team did. They all ran great. They all ran great. And they ended up with the same yep. score as NAU. And everybody on NAU's top five ran great as ran well, great. too. So it wasn't someone stumbling backwards into a national title. They both ran great, and they were complete. It'd be interesting to see how we talk about this race if Oklahoma State had won the tiebreaker. Yeah. One second in another in another direction, and totally changes the way that race is viewed. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. We should do a podcast where we just pretend the other result happened and see how we would react. I still think I would say that was an insane overperformance from NAU. It was probably one of Mike Smith's best coaching performance uh, of his tenure. And Oklahoma State, which is better. That's what we would have said, just barely. And then I would have complained about the tiebreaker, just as I complained about the tiebreaker the other way. Because I don't care who wins. All I care about is uh, the tiebreaker being changed. But just talk about okay, track in being an individual sport. Oh, it's just one second that separated, or a tenth of a second. This was one second amongst ten different athletes, ten different scoring athletes. Just yeah. makes it that much. It makes it more random when you go and think about how that could have happened. That's nothing. All right, what was your race of the year? I went with an easy one. I was with you for this one. We were together in Eugene. It was much anticipated because we wanted to see how fast Sydney would run. I remember after the semis when she ran a quick time, 
and she looked super easy doing it. We were asking people, hey, how quick is she going to go? Because she came in, 51.41 was her PR. That was a world record. That was from the U.S. championships. And I think the bold people among us, I don't know if you were one of them. We'd have to go back and listen to the old pods. But the bold people among us were thinking, I think, I think she might break 51. And I was like, no, no way. Breaking 51? Breaking 52 was such a huge accomplishment. She's not going to break 51. And she goes out, and she runs 50.68. And just the collective shock of everybody in that stadium was something to behold. Do you remember that? Do you remember how everybody was just staring at each other afterwards and just shaking their heads? Yeah, our brains broke. We weren't prepared to see that time for that type of race. And it just made us realize like we've been thinking wrong about this sport for decades and for years and for centuries is like this isn't what a human's supposed to be able to do and Cindy broke our brains and then made us thinking like she's only this young she's not in her peak form yet so then we started having brainstorming conversation like how far is this going to go like Mm -hmm. we thought we hit the pinnacle we didn't even know she was not even starting her climb it was just like an incredible thought process that went through all of our heads after watching that it's one thing sporting event and you see a result that surprises you. Oh, this team upset this team or this person wasn't supposed to win and then they beat this other person or they outperformed this one. This was a referendum on the limits of the human body, really. So that's why we were so shook up about it. It was like, oh, man, did you see Argentina beat France? I can't believe that. Or did you see this 15 seed beat the two seed? That's kind of wild. Because when you have a team competition, you're able to look at it from both sides. Hey, this one team did really well, but hey, this other team, they might not have had a good day. This was just this was just her, yeah, like you said, running up against what we thought was possible in that event. And she prevailed. So then everybody was in shock that it happened. But also, yeah, scratching their head a bit, wondering, what else am I completely wrong about? What else am I completely undervaluing or what else out there do I not think is possible that actually could be possible. And that's a very, that's a very cerebral thing to walk away from a track meet thinking. And that's how I remember walking down on agate street, thinking about that, going to your, your, your dorm to record a pod. I was just shocked. Just totally shocked. I was shocked too. It's fun. That's why I watch. That's why I love this sport. For those moments, those moments when once in a generation ath- athletes shock us. Bolt was Bolt did that. Mo Farah was that with his consistent winning every single time, no matter what. Sydney now is kind of giving us that feeling of like testing the human limit. So, I mean, and I really have to come. Yeah, I really hadn't thought that. I mean, maybe the year before you could talk about with with what she did but also what warholm did as kind of a mini moment but this just went far past that you'd have to go back to rudisha or maybe you'd go farther back even to to bolt like there's few like winning was was and you keep winning and winning and winning and winning but like i said that's farah versus these opponents that's farah versus the best in the world this is sydney versus all these decades and decades and decades of of history and times that we thought were possible for foreign meter hurdler and her just saying no that's not it it's not even close i can run 50.68 with no competition 
All right. So we one thing we love about our sport is relays. So there's got to be a relay leg of the year winner. Kevin, should I go first or you want to go first? We both picked a relay from the same event. I mean, from the same uh, meet. I'm going with the ending to the men's four by mile at Penn Relays. You're watching on our YouTube channel, showing the final lap here. Classic, you know, all the teams are still in it with a lap to go. Even though we've seen 15 laps, there was no separation over 15 laps. And then finally, in the final 300 meters, people decide to start actually trying to separate. And we saw a wild fall here with Olin Hacker trying to make a move around there. Alex Osberg is there. Osberg and Hacker go down. Hacker might have won this race if he doesn't fall. And then Crane Carroza, who was kind of just, I don't think Texas ever led any part of the race the entire time, found a way to pull away in the final 50 meters. Incredible finish there for Carroza. You see Georgetown looking over his shoulder, everyone all out. But that wild jumbling of 12 athletes running all out final one 400 meters, having the fall with 200 meters to go and seeing Texas get the win was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. I got it was a lot fun. of uh, it was a fun race. It was a fun race. I enjoyed calling I got it. A lot it was of, fun. I got a lot of honorable mentions that actually could win because I went with a funny one. But we mentioned before team of the year on Monday's pod. We had the Canadian men's four by one and the U.S. women's four by one. So if you were to pull out the anchor legs from there as real legs of the year, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at that. Like Twenty Shatari holding off Shrika Jackson and uh, Andre DeGrasse holding off Marvin Bracy in front of a doing it in front of a home crowd too. Like everybody was pulling for the U.S. there after the U.S. had swept the, the individual hundred. Those two stand out. Also, I mean, that's just uh, Sydney sub eight four by four split was pretty good, right? You love you love four hundred splits. Yeah, yeah. That One thing great. that kind of sucks nope. about the four hundred the four by four on even the U.S. and the America the U.S. on the men and women's side, like the women's four by four can put together an incredible uh, team if they wanted to, and if they're all going all out, they all can. You could argue three of the four of them could all split forty-seven seconds, which is insane. The only negative is there's not another country out there to make the actual stakes mm-hmm. interesting, right? Because they're just going to be running by themselves. And as fun as it is to watch Sydney run 47 point or a thing yeah. Mo run 48 point or whoever run 47, 48 point, they're doing it by themselves. Yeah. It's much more fun if there's another athlete on another team matching them stride for stride. That's why I really loved it when uh, that Texas A&M versus USC West prelims with Michael Norman and Devin Dixon when they're both running like 43, 42 second four by four splits. Yeah. It was fun yeah. because there's two of them doing it. When it's just you by yourself, it kind of loses its pizzazz. That's my only what basically I need I need a USA versus the world four by four for me to get excited. It takes it up a level for sure when you have com- when you have competition. Or you just need an unbalanced team. You need one superstar, and then you need a bunch of other people running 50. So that way they need you need the 47-second split in order to, to get the victory. So I didn't go with one of those. I went with a more memorable relay leg. I was at Penn Relays. You were at Penn Relays. 
Uh, Ryan and Alex, our, our colleagues, were on the call here for the Masters Men's 4x1, 60 and older. This race, I know this is relay leg of the year because the person I'm giving this to is the gentleman who finished the relay without a baton because his team got disqualified <laughs> and they fall started. Uh, but this race also had you know people falling, uh, drop batons. Like I said, someone finishing the race without a uh, without a baton. So we can skip through this here, Colt, because you can see if you're watching, that's the team that gets DQ'd, and we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on them because later on in this race they're gonna have a guy who just goes rogue basically <laughs> and finishes. You remember this one? Yeah, I remember this. Is everyone like the guy's like DQ'd? He's like, I'm not leaving, but then he goes back on. They're like, What's going on? Crowd is booing. So- Crowd's booing. Crowd's booing. He was a military vet too. And everyone's like, what are we doing here? Why are we DQing them? But then we get to the actual race and the guy decides to run solo. He bandits his own race that he actually had a lane in. And he tries to close here on the guy fishing in last place. And it was just a wild, you have to watch the whole race with commentary with Alex and Ryan to really get a pure picture of what went down. But it was hilarious watching People running a relay without a baton because their first leg was disqualified. It was. Hilarious. I think he ran two. He ran two hundred as well, right? Because they they show yeah. him he's running off the curve. <laughs> I think third. It was leg. a wild time. So he ran two hundred meters in a four by one with no baton. You do that, yeah. Just you're gonna win. You're gonna win relay leg of the year. YouTube search total chaos in sixty year old four by one hundred meter race. Just YouTube search and then. Grab some popcorn. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 terrific. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, was this guy the an- running anchor? Now I'm looking at it now. No, that's the top of the curve, right? That should be the third leg. There's I don't one know. One more pass, correct? I don't I know, believe, man. It believe. was chaos. He just he went all the way over there. You wait in line to run for a while. He wanted to run. Right? Came all that way. He's like, I'm going to run. I'm going to have my moment I mean, on the track. I respect that. I would too. I'm not going to let no official stop me from experiencing my glory <laughs> with or without a baton. Well, he had to get back to that spot anyway, right? Because that's where they exit. He had to get yeah, back that's there true. anyway. So you might as well anyway. run it as fast as you can on the track. So that was my, that was my relay leg of the year. Uh, any other categories? Yeah, the most important category. Which favorite. One? We'll just call it favorite of the year. That's what we're going to call the category. Favorite of the year. And the way we're going to do this category, it's going to be decided by the wheel. I know you and Colt are against this, but we're doing it because my <laughs> birthday is in a couple days. Okay. I need something. All right. So the award is favorite of the year. You. Me and Colt are each going to nominate three favorites. Now, again, it could be a person, place, or thing, or idea. The only rules is probably keep it track and field related because, you know, we're a track and field podcast as much as we try to become an NBA or Sixers podcast. Uh, But, yeah, three favorites. Then we'll spin the wheel, and then the winner of the – will win favorite of the year. Okay. So – Nominees. Now it's time to nominate. So I'm going to nominate first. The first thing I'm going to nominate 
is I'm nominating I'm I'm nominating Grant Holloway. I'm nominating Grant Holloway because one, he had a great season. Two, he's a great interview, and I had a lot of great interactions with Grant Holloway. And I also loved that he DM'd you to, you know, what what, what was his what was his line he said to you when you well, got he something said wrong? The, oh, eat your words. Well, that was eat I your words to me to everybody. But the DM was just a highlight. He sent his highlight reel. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's DMing his highlight reel to you. So Grant Holloway, big fan. Of him, I think he's a fan of the pod. Grant Holloway is the winky first face. With yeah. the winky face. Put, put Grant Holloway winky face as the the. Uh, <laughs> okay. Kevin or Colt? So you three, have a nominee for favorite. Three. We're doing three. Yeah, three each. I'll do Jamaica. Okay, I like that. Why Jamaica? They get the nomination one. Uh, for giving Gordon a hard time both over the internet and in person at at World Championships. Um, we interviewed some awesome Jamaican fans at, at the Pen Relays as well, too. So that was fun to see. But really, it mostly it mostly related to the uh, the reaction to all of your, uh, your comments. So I'm going to go with Jamaica. Good one. Colt, you have a nominee for favorite of the year. I'm going to nominate 2 a.m. marathons. 2 a.m. marathons. (laughs) That was double. Colt drinking Mountain Dew. (laughs) Drinking Mountain Dew at 2 a.m. for, was it the Tokyo? No, it was Berlin. There was a couple that we did like super early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It was Berlin marathon. Chogi, yeah. It was worth it though, right? Is that a favorite, or is it like a, ironically a favorite? No, I I, I thought those were actually fun shows. They were okay, early, yeah. definitely, but it was worth it. I think. Wasn't I the like Tokyo the Tokyo one was late at night? Wasn't Tokyo? It was so yeah, one that, that was one like was... eleven, and then there was one that was like two to like four in the morning. I think. Yep. Berlin was two to two... four a.m. Tokyo was at night. I said, yeah, that was when I was at Gordon's house. The two yeah. to four a.m. one. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. All right. Next one. This is going to be a fan favorite, I think. But I'm putting the chat. I'm nominating the chat. Oh, come on. Come on. That's just pandering. No, but it is a favorite. The chat's been great this year. They deserve to be nominated for favorite of the year. I mean, it's self explanatory. They show up, they say good morning or good afternoon to us. We've adjusted when we go live on them and they've adapted accordingly. The chat is a nominee for my favorite of the year. All right, so I'm just going to... Okay, I'll just go... There's two events that I want to put on there. Because I gave the women's 200 my event of the year. So do I just... But the men's 200 was good too. So do I I just put the 200? Yeah, that's good, the 200. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll do the, the... the 200, Colt will nominate. Uh, no explanation needed on that one. Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. All right. Colt. N- next nominee. Nominees. Uh, didn't really have a moment in the sun this year, but I'm putting super shoes on the list here. I feel like <laughs> this is the only list that makes sense to go on. I love it. 
The one time we feel like we can get away from the super shoe conversation, (laughs) Colt finds a way to bring it back. We cannot let this die. Oh. (laughs) Super. If super shoes wins, that'd be a huge upset. Huge upset. Okay. This one, kind of in the same vein as super shoes. I'm going to go with big shout out to whereabout success. People <laughs> who are really good at telling them, telling their AIU where they are. Whereabout successes. We only talk about the failures of whereabouts. I need more, a little more love for the successes because they get underappreciated. No one retweets the whereabout successes that all the athletes are doing. We only give attention to the negative. So I'm going to give some positive thoughts to whereabout successes. Because they're, un- they're unknown. Right. People don't even know about them. I'm thinking back to world championships, and I'm think- biggest meet is- thinking back to the biggest controversy of the meet, and it was Devin Allen's false start, I believe, wouldn't you say? Gordon? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And listen, sometimes there's a controversy in track, and it and it divides people. It divides people along like a bunch of different lines in terms of like what should be done about it. Sometimes, though, I think there's more universal acceptance of what the right course forward is. And I think on this one, both the track nerds, of which I consider myself one, and the more casual people, we're, we're on the same sh- we're on the same page on this one. Like we both said, you know what? We don't like that rule. We want a different rule. And the reason we were able to do that was because all the data presented to us nerds, it made sense, right? Like you and I come through all the data. We're like looking at this, like, wait a minute. This is so strange. Like there was clearly some issues that one, there was that couple day stretch where you had all these uh, readings that were like really close to 0.10. So I'm going to nominate the false start investigators, the people who investigated all the false starts, the people who knew, the, the neuroscientists who emailed or tweeted us with like an explanation for how fast you can react to something. Those people, the people who just combed through the data to show us like what the reaction time was on this world championship day. False start investigators, uh, I feel like brought the track world together. I like it. They they are a favorite of the year in my mind too. Yeah. Worthy nomination there. Colt. All right. Final nominee. One. I'm going with USA throwing, men and women. Just across the board, very fun to watch. I really enjoy it. like I'm not a big track and field guy, you know that, but I liked the throwing this year. It was fun. All right. Yeah. I thought he was gonna oh. do a bit and do the big twelve. <laughs> Oh damn! I should have done that. Can I replace it? <laughs> well, no, we, well, no. We can, we can give you a tenth. We'll give you a tenth okay, nominee. Sweet. We can throw Big Twelve in there. You get another one, Colt. The Big yeah, Twelve. You are yeah, going you get on two. the list. There we go. There we go. Big Twelve is out. I didn't think. I like the USA throwing. You, Colt with went with like a very serious one. I didn't expect yeah. that. I mean the the USA women they almost got won every throwing event. Yeah, yeah. They they were pretty close to doing that. The men obviously. With the shot put, they're doing. They're getting their. They're they're getting their, sh- their swept. done. Yeah. Swept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I like it. Yeah, Colt, you slowly become a content creator here, right there, talking about USA throwing. I like it. 
Colt's taking All over. Right. Do you have any gift cards, Colt? You want to contribute? Uh, I can dig through my bags. Maybe I got something. I don't. I don't have anything yeah. top of mind. So what happens when Kevin, we spin there... this? This is the well, this I'll... is the the moment of truth. What happens when okay, we spin so this? Okay, so do we do elimination style and we spin it and then we're gonna we eliminate down to the winner? It's no, gonna no, 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 take no. so long. No. You spin it once and that's the winner. Okay, Ke- they... Kevin, do you have a last minute? You know, we we gave Colt a fourth nominee. Do you have any other nominees you feel like you really need to throw in the favorite of the year? No, all things covered with these ones. Okay, all right. I'm 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 good with my three. So to recap, we have the great country of Jamaica. We got Grant Holloway. We got the Big Twelve, USA throwing, false start investigators, whereabouts successes, super shoes, the two hundred meters. 2 a.m. marathons, and the chat. I hope the chat wins. That would be great. The chat wins. So we're spinning we it go. once, and whoever it lands on wins Flow Tracks 2022 Favorite of the Year. Oh, boy. It's happening. It's happening. Hold your breath. Hardest dream. Oh, it's almost oh, the chat. Oh, it's the 200. 200, you were our favorite. I mean, it's so true, though. They gave us a lot of great memories from yeah. the, the Jamaicans doing their – Abby Steiner doing her thing, favor Philly, and then Noah Lyles, Arian Knighton, Curly getting into form. Shrieka Jackson. Kenny B, Shrieka Jackson. So good. That, that's, that is the favorite of the year. I agree with that. 200, the deuce. That's favorite of the year. Well, well deserved. Okay this actually worked. This actually worked, Gordon. It actually the wheel. worked. I'll give you credit. Hand out. Wheel. The, the wheel's wheel just. Not... The wheel's just. It's just. The doesn't lie. Uh, any last words before we sign off, Gordon? No. For 2022. Like and subscribe. Uh, I guess you won't hear a podcast from us until 2023, right? We'll probably do some New Year's resolutions. I have my... Uh, Absolutely. I have my... Um, the dunk will... 2023... Like, I'm going to dunk by the end of this year, but I have my idea what I'm doing by the end of 2023 already set. All right. So I'm excited. So we'll, have the video. The we'll, we'll have all the videos and stuff of Gordon dunking in the next, the first week of January. Yeah. Oh, and exciting. Then, and then we'll do new, new, new resolutions. Yeah. Be fun. Very fun. All right. Uh, thank you to Colt for producing. Thanks, everybody uh, who tuned in. Uh, happy New Year. And we'll talk to you guys next week.